0: Welcome to Cancer and You, with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger, who has also been diagnosed with breast cancer twice. The programme is for everybody affected by cancer, whether you are the one with the illness, family, a friend, colleague, or healthcare professional. Karen talks about the emotional and mental impact of cancer and how to cope. She records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames in the UK. Please note that Cancer and You does not provide medical advice. And now over to your show host, Karen Seeger.
1: Hello and welcome to today's Cancer and You with me, Karen Seeger. I'm a psychotherapist and writer and I have been diagnosed with breast cancer twice. A warm welcome to you if this is your first time here. If you've come back for more, great I'm glad to have you here today. In today's programme, I'd like to talk about how we talk about cancer. Whether we want to talk about it, what we want to hear others tell us about it, what we want to say about our own experience. Whether you are the person with a diagnosis, going through treatment, living with or beyond cancer. You see the language here, you may have your own language to describe the situation that you are in. Whether you are a relative, a friend, a colleague or a medical professional, how do you want to talk about cancer? How do you think you ought to talk about cancer? Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to hear about it? This is today's topic here on Cancer and You. When I thought of this topic, I also thought about you. I don't know what situation you might find yourself in at the moment. I don't know your own experiences. I don't know what it is that you need. But what I do know is that the way we talk about cancer, the way we want it to be talked about or don't want it to be talked about, can change over time. If you have been diagnosed with cancer, you may have been wondering how much you should let other people know about it. Indeed, you may have not wanted to talk about it at all. Because sometimes it can feel like when we talk about it, it becomes so real that it might become overwhelming and that we just break down, that we don't know what to do, that we will feel even more helpless. And therefore, sometimes We keep our cards close to our chest, so to speak. Sometimes we want to shout it from the rooftops. We want people to know because we want help. We want assistance. If you are a relative or a friend or a colleague, you may not know what to say. Sometimes there may be a lot of pressure on us to get it right. A lot of articles are written about it what to say, what not to say, it can be all so confusing because depending on your relationship with the person that has the illness, you will be impacted by it too. You may want people to talk to you about it, you may need support, but you may feel that you're not entitled to it, that you're not as important. Then again, you may feel actually... I'm not interested. I didn't sign up for this. I don't want to hear it because I have got enough on my own plate. I can't carry another person. I can't carry another problem. I can't dig that deep. There are numerous circumstances. If you are a carer or a medical professional, it might be expected to be your job to get it right. But you don't know often enough about the person that is your patient, perhaps, to know what they need, to know how they need you to speak to them about what's going on. Sometimes we want to hear a lot, we want to hear it all, we want to hear the brutal and naked truth, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes, perhaps, we don't want to hear another thing about it. Sometimes we are ready to let other people into our experiences and we can share and at other times we need to protect our integrity, we need to protect our privacy, we need to protect our emotional, mental well-being. Then there might be legal issues to consider if you are employed or if you are an employer, if you want to claim insurance money If you have to pay for your cancer treatment, things like that, you have to be aware of your rights. You have to know how you perhaps need to present yourself. Here is another thing. If you have been diagnosed with cancer and been treated, whatever your situation is, you will know that our mood can change significantly and unpredictably so. I always notice when I go to hospital for checkups, when I speak with medical professionals, that I change. I become a lot more vulnerable. Um, it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, but I just notice it and I try not to criticize myself for it or beat myself up. I think it is something about the change in the power environment. I feel less empowered, rightly or wrongly so. I am aware that the Karen Zieger they meet is not the same person that I am under different circumstances. Well, I am the same person, but in terms of how I might come across, I might come across as a lot more frightened, a lot more insecure. I am aware of it and I try and prepare for the consultations and the meetings. I don't fall to pieces and there is nothing wrong in that. But I sometimes notice that I try and please the other person. I try and say what I think they expect me to say because I also want to be a good patient. It is about power. Now, how do we talk to others about our diagnosis or our re-diagnosis, our treatment, how we feel in general? Sometimes it depends on our style. Cancer doesn't change who we are. When these things happen, we might deal with them the way we have dealt with other difficulties in our lives, or we may surprise ourselves and handle it differently altogether. Sometimes we may choose to tell people who need to know. We may choose to tell them everything, or very little, or nothing. People sometimes ask me, what should you do? I asked myself this on a number of occasions. Personally, I think it's helpful to decide very clearly what we want to do. We need to take charge. It has to be our decision, whichever way you want to play it. You may choose to tell everybody who needs to know and tell them how you want them to be around you not to pussyfoot around, not to tread on eggshells. You may tell them what you need from them and that way you can manage expectations and you don't have to worry about what people might think or whether they might feel uncomfortable or, you know, what stories might be going around rightly or wrongly. You may choose not to tell some people or anyone because you may be worried that people perhaps can't cope with this news and you may not have enough energy to then support them that may go for close family or friends you may not want to be pitied you may not want people to make a fuss you may want people to make a fuss it all depends on your nature and what you need The language that we use to talk about cancer can also differ depending on how we feel, depending on who we are. You will have noticed there can be a very aggressive language with a lot of swear words. There can be a very combative language. It's all about fighting and conquering and being a warrior. There can be Motivational language, there can be very medical language, language which is very emotive, language which is very matter of fact. And again, it is important to know just because we choose to talk about it in one way doesn't need to mean that we don't need to talk about it or hear it talked about in another way at other times. The way we feel about it can change and therefore the way we talk about it can change. Now, let's go back to the situation where you may be a relative, colleague or friend or medical professional. You may really not know what to say because you may also be affected by what is happening. Cancer can change your life. You don't need to be the one with the illness. You can be at the receiving end a lot about a lot of changes, perhaps in your household or in so many other ways. I said earlier on there is often a pressure of what to say. We need to get it right. I don't think there is a right. I don't think there is a blueprint for getting it right. I'm a very strong believer and advocate for saying the truth. If we feel we don't know what to say, if we feel this is sad, if we feel this is overwhelming, then I think it's a lot better to share that with the other person. It is a difficult thing. Why pretend any different? We can pretend so much. Yes, and sometimes we may have to pretend. We may have to pull ourselves together. It might not be the right time to say it all. But I think a silent gesture, a body expression, a facial expression, those types of languages go a long way. Letting the other person know that we are there for them, letting the other person know that they can tell us what it is that they need from us and that we will give them what we can. Being honest, I think, may feel difficult... But at the end of the day, it takes off a lot of pressure we may feel otherwise if we think we've got to get it right. It is difficult to get it right and if you are the one with the illness, you may also notice that it is difficult for other people to tell you what you need. Because our mood can change. I said it earlier on. And if you've listened to my programme about cancer and anger, then you may understand why that is so. Because often we do feel angry. Just a little bit or a lot. The other day, somebody who I know was trying to get it right so badly was trying to tell me about their own difficulties in life and then suddenly they stopped themselves and said, oh well, my problems are nothing compared to yours, yours are a lot more serious. I knew what they were trying to do, in some ways they were trying to be understanding and empathic and on different days I would have really appreciated that and would have been quite happy for somebody to get it right. Our problems are not about a competition, yours is worse than mine, but sometimes we feel like, God, listen to yourself, if only you knew what is happening to me. On that occasion, however, that was the last thing I wanted to hear. I didn't want somebody to tell me that my situation was worse, that my situation is so bad I felt pitied. I know they didn't mean it. I felt, oh dear, my situation is really bad while I had been working so hard to keep it in perspective, to not have my life become all about cancer and to overshadow what I can do, the abilities that I have, the life that I lead, despite cancer, with cancer. It's difficult to get it right. I tried not to feel angry, I did a bit, but it wasn't justified. There you go. These emotions come and these emotions can go. It's important that we observe how we feel and that we get used to how we feel about things. I also think that it's perfectly reasonable and very helpful indeed to let other people know when we don't want to talk about cancer. Because as I said earlier on, there might be a lot more to our lives. And again, I don't know who you are listening right now. Chances are there is a lot more to your life than cancer. And then again, depending on your circumstances, it may be all about cancer. How do we talk about terminal cancer? How do we talk about cancer that can no longer be treated? How do we talk? about dying and death. You may have listened to my program, Soul Cravings, the other weekend when I talked about coping with grief and loss here on Peace Within Radio. This is another difficult topic with lots of taboos, with lots of expectations, with lots of mixed feelings. Personally, in my experience as a therapist, And as a human being, just like you, I find if we can talk about it, it takes a lot of pressure off us. We may feel talking about it is pressured and pressurizes us and causes a lot of stress. But I think letting it go, talking about it, making those feelings normal, even though we don't want them, ultimately that is a lot better because it is a solution that gives us a chance to let other people know how we want the situation to be handled, what we need from them. It's a difficult topic because we may not want to die and we may not want the other person to die. And talking about it makes it real, and talking about it makes the pain so real. But again, in my experience where this was handled openly, This can be such a relief and such a comforting experience after death has occurred. Looking back to know that this moment has been shared openly. I think dealing with death in an open way really enhances the life that we have together and can enhance our life. It's a very important choice that we have. But... Again, there is no right or wrong about it. What I want to encourage you in this program, Cancer and You, and in today's program about how to talk about cancer, is to find your own way, to check in with yourself, to see what is right for you. And sometimes we may make a choice for something that we are not yet ready to put in place. And that's okay too then we have to work towards, perhaps getting into the right frame of mind to have the right setting to say what we need to say. Now, in today's program, I'm aware that perhaps I make the assumption that people with cancer have a lot of other people around them. And if we look at the statistics, certainly for the UK, there is a vast number of people who are going through cancer on their own. Therefore, if this is you, you may feel that you want to talk to somebody, that you want somebody to speak with you about it, but you're alone. You don't have many options. You don't have many choices. Remember, they are support services that you can reach out to for free. And I hope that this programme can also offer you an outlet and offer you a reassurance that you are not alone in those difficulties. I know, it might not sound much. In many ways you may be alone. In many other ways you are not alone in being alone. In today's programme I feel, again, we have only just scratched the surface there are so many other situations and experiences which we don't have time to go into today and you can reflect on your own. You can share them via my website karenzieger.com, via social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and also on LinkedIn. I hope you have found today's program of some use. I look forward to welcoming you here again. Take good care and hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Cancer and You with your host Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter, at Karen Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website, karenseeger.com That is K-A-R-I-N S-I-E-G-E-R We look forward to welcoming you here again next time.